August 18, 1590. John White finds Roanoke Colony deserted, with only a note claiming they just ran to the gas station for a pack of smokes. Welcome to The Revisionist. I'm Brian Flynn. I'm Zach Powers. And our guest is returning favorite, uh, you know her, you love her, Katie Hannon. Hi! Hello. Thank you for being here, Katie. Thank you for having me. Zach, thank you also for being here. Uh, sure. I have no choice. (laughs) (laughs) It's true. Uh, court ordered. Uh, Yeah, I made the unbreakable. really renegade with that punishment. (laughs) I made a a blood vow with uh, that demon from Hereditary. Mm. (laughs) All right, folks, if you are new to the show... This is theoretically a comedy show where we uh, discuss a person or event from history, um, which, of course, is always the funniest, most racist thing. (laughs) (laughs) And uh, then we, after discussing the true account of that person or place or event, we did describe a fake alternate version that can be as batshit bananas, cyborg, Batman meets, you know, Spider-Man, DC, Marvel crossover as you want it to be. <laughs> that got significantly more grounded as it went on, actually. <laughs> well, can you imagine them being in the same movie, Brian? Disney would have to buy one more property for that to happen. <laughs> I don't see that happening at all. Disney... <laughs> Definitely no longer in the market. Yep. Yeah. They are. They got <laughs> Fox enough. and said, we're satisfied. <laughs> mm, mm, I am full. Um, yum, yum. And then at the, we, at the end, we vote on, we, on what becomes the true history of the world going forward. Now we're kind of doing a special little mini-series here mm-hmm. on everybody's favorite, Jack the Ripper. <laughs> um, everybody's favorite with the suffix, the Ripper, attached to their name. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Yeah, and uh, this what we're doing is going through the four most prominent Jack the Ripper suspects, giving a true account of each of those suspects, and then giving a fake account of each of those suspects. And at the end, we will vote on which of the eight options is the true identity of Jack the Ripper. And uh, this week, we're talking about uh, which one, Brian? You're going to have to remind me of the name of the dude. I believe it's pronounced Francis Tumblety. Ooh, he's um, the most fun name, I think, of all the suspects. He, There's some fun names in there, yeah. Yeah, uh, fun names. Uh, very fun face uh, uh-huh. on this dude. Uh, yeah. Not a fun person, but we'll get to that. Great guy. Well, he yeah. definitely <laughs> sounds like... I'm surprised, you know that uh, American McGee version of Alice in Wonderland that's like the hardcore Alice in Wonderland? He seems like the kind of guy that would show up in that. Wait, what the fuck is this? I don't know of You've that. Never oh, the Johnny like, Depp version? No, no, no. There was like a game in the 90s that was like goth Alice in Wonderland, but it was a video game. Oh, no. That sounds awful. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, I, oh I missed that. <laughs> it was called American McGee's Alice. So for all you McGee heads out there. <laughs> pick that up in the CD-ROM rack of your local Best Buy. <laughs> yeah. Your computer is probably too new to play it because it's old <laughs> as fuck. <laughs> Well, last uh, last episode with uh, a little little boy named Ben Bryant. 
I listened. I heard that one. Oh, yeah. <laughs> just the look in your eyes when you're like, I heard that one. <laughs> I wanted to see what I was up against, so. Uh, uh, it's kind of a weird. I'm not sure this is our first time uh, giving a summary of one of the previous episodes because Where there wasn't an outcome. Yeah, there is no outcome. But Montague John Druitt was the fellow we talked about. Uh, he seemed to me, when I gave the true history, like a sad man who killed himself, and then a crazy person <laughs> said he was Jack the Ripper. And then uh, Ben Bryant's alternate history, uh, there was a skateboarder named Rad Tony, uh, who was also a Jack the Ripper suspect. Yeah. yeah. Uh, who killed people when he went to shred Nar. Uh, did that sound natural? He didn't, uh, yeah, he didn't really touch on Montague Druitt. No, not important. Still clear, definitely in both versions, I'm going to say, even if my version where I made the case that he was Jack the Ripper wins, he's still not Jack the Ripper because in my own testimony, I was like, this guy's not Jack the Ripper. Yeah. <laughs> um, I, so vote for that if you want the answer to be, it's still a mystery, I guess. Yeah, I guess. Um, but... I will be doing the actual history, and yep. Katie is going to be doing the alternate. I Cats. was supposed to say that, but you already did, so I'm not going to. <laughs> uh, Brian, y'all, y'all teed up? Yep. Alrighty, take it away. Let's hear it. Hey there, this is Brian reminding you that The Revisionist is supported by listeners just like you. You can make a pledge and get rewards like shirts and even the right to vote over at patreon.com slash the revisionists uh so i'll say right off the bat uh most of this comes from a website called historic mysteries um and another website jacktheripper.org oh my Uh, gosh (laughs) with dashes between jack and the yes dot but not between the and ripper I, uh, yeah, I think there's dashes. Yeah, I guess there's been multiple He's dashes. Short. Okay, both okay, of those okay. Places. I mean, it, the people are going to want to check it out. And really, it's the between... .org that gets me. Yeah, it's a nonprofit. Mm-hmm. <laughs> also, one between the A and the C for some reason, <laughs> and uh, between the two P's. Yeah, there's X's between every letter because this mm. was written in. It was like the hand uh-huh. claps. It's supposed to be like a clap Jack between the each. The <laughs> yeah. And you also have to do that thing where you capitalize one letter and then uh, lowercase the <laughs> yes, next. Yes, cap- yes, yeah. Yes. Mm-hmm. yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, and it had a glittery MySpace background. Okay. Oh, I got to uh, check it out. Made my computer crash real good back in the <laughs> 2005s. Um, so our story starts in 1993 uh, when... Oh, Br- 1993. Who's got the fever now? <laughs> Jurassic Park <laughs> coming out in theaters. Um, Saved by the Bell. Uh, New Kids on the Block, 1993. Yes, okay. I was seven. <laughs> Am I uh, in here? Remember it well. Yeah. <laughs> Nineteen dickety three. Um, a British detective and a crime historian uncovered a private letter from September 1913 uh, that was written to journalist George Sims uh, from the head of the Metropolitan Police's uh, so-called special branch, mm. a man named. Chief so that's in- like I assume. The modern equivalent is the special victims unit. Oh, I was going with like major case. For especially heinous crimes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Of a sexual nature. <laughs> of course, New York's most trusted detectives. Mm. Um, and sometimes there's just an episode about like, I don't know, a weird second life 
crime. Oh yeah, I feel like there's a, they're mostly about that nowadays. Oh man, I am so glad that show's. Wait, no, that's still on, isn't it? It's still on the air. There's one episode where the the crime they're trying to stop is someone is transporting a rare monkey in a basketball. Inside of a basketball. Yeah, inside of a basketball. Why is this the special victims unit? Because monkeys are the most special little victims of all. (laughs) (laughs) Oh. That was both sweet and chilling at yes. the same time. Um, the it, the letter was written by the head of the Metropolitan Police's special branch, uh, a man named Chief Inspector John Littlechild, uh, who was a grown man. And not uh, two children in a trench coat? <laughs> no. Uh, I can confirm that. The letter revealed that a man by the name of Francis Tumblety uh, was considered a oh, major... Okay. Little child in tumble tea. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, this is no, a it... fucking roll doll book. <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, considering how misogynistic it gets, yes, it's much like a roll doll book. Tumble tea was considered a major suspect in the Jack the Ripper murders uh, around the time of the murder of Mary Kelly, who's the last canonical victim. So, uh, little Frankie Tumble tea uh, was born in Ireland in 1833. And during the potato famine, his family emigrated to the United States uh, aboard a, like a coffin ship when he was a teenager. His family settled in Rochester, New Wait, York. Is that a ship full of coffins or a ship shaped like a coffin? Well, or is it a ship shaped like a coffin that's also full of coffins? It's sort of shaped like a coffin, I guess. It was mainly called that because uh, Irish people took them and like 30% of them died on the yeah. journey. Mm. I'm- I'm um, still getting a vague, like, James and the Giant Peach kind of vibe from this whole story. Oh, yeah, James and the Giant Coffin. Uh-huh. <laughs> uh, so, again, back to the rolled doll. That's what's called a callback, Brian. I know what rolled doll wrote. <laughs> <I know>. 45 <laughs> seconds, got to keep that memory sharp. Got to get those laughs per minute. Well, I have memento disease, so my callbacks have to be very quick. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, got to get that LPM up. Mm-hmm. Um, in Rochester, Tumble T got his first job. Uh, which was working as an assistant for a self-proclaimed doctor uh, <laughs> who sold, uh, and I quote, French cures for sexual diseases. Mm. Tumblety also had a side job selling erotic books along the Erie Canal. Just uh, right there next to the canal? Yep. <laughs> <laughs> you know, the way a canal smells makes people think Ooh, of erotic so thoughts. So aroused, Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> In these days. Is that stagnant water <laughs> in upstate New York? We better find old Frankie Tumbley and get our... <laughs> Take a tumble with Tumble Tea. Uh, anywho, in 1855, he set up shop in Detroit, uh, branding himself, quote, an Indian herb doctor. Uh, also continued selling the French cure. <laughs> he, I do. Yeah, great. I... I am still, like, on board with this guy 100%. (laughs) Like, Um, if I saw a place that sold Indian herbs and the French cure, I would assume that I'm about to get a fucked up. (laughs) (laughs) Well, um, this is where he starts maybe getting a little uh, more problematic, other than maybe selling porn by the river. Um, Hey, when you're a kid, you know, living in upstate New York or wherever this kid was... You got to do what you got to do. Yeah, he's an entrepreneur. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> an enterprising young man. 
Um, People need their erotic Harry Potter fanfic. You know what I mean? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Where else am I going to get that Snape X Draco fix? Oh, a little May yeah, December. Yeah, little Snake-o. Yeah. Um, <laughs> he, uh, he claimed to have received his degree in medicine and uh, starts signing his name with an MD after it. Mm-hmm. Uh, he is totes not a doctor. I mean, anyone can do it, really. Yeah, really, nothing is stopping <laughs> you. stopping anybody. And who's um, who's to say it stands for medical doctor? Mm-hmm. <laughs> could stand for um, major Mighty deceit. Ducks. It's, you know, Mad Dog 2020. <laughs> Mad Dog. <laughs> yeah, he did also add woof woof after it, which uh, kind of threw some people off. People thought it was a specialty. <laughs> um. So he traveled around Canada, the Northeast U.S., selling his uh, herbal cures. Uh, he was super flamboyant. Uh, one of the articles I read described him as a Liberace-type character. Oh, I love that. Yeah. Um, <laughs> he like would advertise in newspapers when he was coming to town. Uh, he always made sure to be seen. Uh, Just what would he say? Like, the doctor's coming to town? <laughs> uh, got a sexual disease? I got a French cure. Oh, okay. I mean, I, <laughs> let's be real. That's a baller move. If you just are like, I'm going to New York next week. Better get a page in the Times. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, those porn, that he must have been selling a lot of porn down by the river to get those full page ads. <laughs> um, he, uh, God damn it. He would always enter town riding, uh, quote, a beautiful horse. Don't know what that means. I don't either. Um, which how would okay? Some again, are more beautiful than I guess. You've been I, advertising. Oh, this guy's gross. He's a weirdo. So far, this is the best guy we've ever covered. <laughs> you are going to come to regret that. I don't know. Um, he would be wearing like ostentatious outfits, followed by two large dogs. So those were the mad dogs, I guess. I didn't write down a date for this in Saint John, Newfoundland. Uh, a patient died in his care, and Ooh. since he's not a real doctor, uh, he's charged with manslaughter, but he fled Canada before the trial and then went to Washington, D.C. Uh, in 1861 and tried to convince the staff of General George McClellan that he was a surgeon so he could join his staff. So what he did was invited all of McClellan's officers to what was called an illustrated medical lecture. Where he is said to have showed off his collection of uterus specimens. Mm. Which I will note right now that both uh, Annie Chapman and Mary Kelly's uteruses were removed uh, by their killer. According to... uh, You know what? When I did say this was the coolest guy we covered, I should have been like, oh, wait, he's a serious suspect for being (laughs) Jack the fucking... (laughs) (laughs) I mean, I was trying to sort of push you in that direction a little bit. Um, I mean, if it was all French cures in erotic fanfic and full page ads, and <laughs> well, and he's fucking, also like in America, like mm-hmm. for most of this, yeah, two dog carriage entrance, like yeah. his beautiful horse, beautiful and, horse, his yeah. roll doll name, like I was all about <laughs> that shit. According to the article from Historic Mysteries, uh, the man who saw Tumblety's uterus collection was New York City lawyer, and this is a direct quote, actually, uh, and I. Don't know what the fuck it means. Uh, New York City lawyer and Civil War reptile journalist slash spy Charles Dunham. I think it's because um, the media are all lizard people. (laughs) Yeah, I I don't. I don't. Wow, what a specialty. That is 
very niche. I will say historicmysteries.com, not the best copy editing, um, <laughs> it turns out. Uh, so he gives this demonstration in 1861, and Dunham's statement about seeing the collection comes in 1888 after Tumblety becomes a suspect. Mm. Uh, however, there's a report from an 1861 issue of Vanity Fair that Tumblety lined Broadway outside of his office with just pictures of some of his specimens. Hmm. And in 1865, here's a fun fact, he's arrested as part of the conspiracy to assassinate Abraham Lincoln. But he's uh, no evidence that he was ever involved, but still. So in May 1888, uh, Tumblety moves to London's West End. So some of the reasons for the suspicion around him is that he was sort of a self-promoting weirdo and attracted a lot of attention to himself. Mm -hmm. That had a lot to do with him being very visible. He was also uh, sexually attracted to young men, which the, the articles I read didn't get more specific than that. Yeah, it seems like maybe the police, like, really. Yeah. Like, uh, sort of used glommed that. onto that. Yeah. Yeah. Although, he, uh, not the best. I mean, considering every victim was female, I don't know that it bolsters their argument per se. Uh, I'll, I'll get to that, which sounded. Ominous. He, tend to, he tended to frequent slums, seeking encounters with young men, uh, often got into trouble, charged with uh, crimes up to assault. But the main reason he becomes a sp- suspect is his vicious misogyny. Chief Inspector Littlechild uh, stated, quote, uh, his feelings toward women were remarkable and bitter in the extreme. Which, like, at that time, for that yeah. to be remarkable, he must have been, like, real oh, extreme. Yeah. <laughs> um. Tumblety is said to have called women, quote, a curse on the land Mm. uh, and blamed them for all the world's problems. According to the article, quote, he considered them imposters, uh, decoying young male youths away from their intended lovers, older men. Oh. Ooh, okay. Well, that's Um, quite a theory. Yeah. (laughs) Um, Which now, uh, back then, that was like, reason for suspicion in the Jack the Ripper killings. Now that's just a Reddit post. <laughs> um, because uh, because police didn't have much actual evidence to go on in the Jack the Ripper killings regarding Tumblety, they arrest him on charges of gross indecency and indecent assault uh, relating to his sex with young men. So here's a, there's an interesting uh, timeline here. So he's arrested on November 7th and brought before a magistrate to determine if he should go free in the seven days between his arrest and his bail hearing. And nowhere in any report can I find the outcome of this hearing, whether or not he was uh, held until his bail hearing or released. Hmm. So that's November 7th. November 9th, uh, Mary Kelly is murdered, uh, and she's considered the last of the canonical five Jack the Ripper killings. Yeah. So either Tumblety is out for that or he isn't. But it is also interesting to note that Mary Kelly's murder was the most sadistic mm-hmm. and the most gruesome, which yeah. if he's sort of an anger-motivated predator, that is kind of a interesting time coincidence. Uh, November 14th, he's ordered held on 300 pounds bail. Uh, he posts it and leaves jail on November 16th. And then... He instructs his lawyer to request a postponement uh, for his next hearing, which is granted for December 10th. And then on November 20th, uh, he has 260 pounds transferred to him from his New York bank. 
And on November 23rd, he sneaks out of England and ends up in Boulogne, France. Oh. Um, he was doing all right for himself. He had some cash. I just backpacking around Europe. <laughs> yeah, on uh, the run. Just taking boom. out ads in newspapers wherever he went. Mm-hmm. Yeah, exactly. For some reason, Inspector Littlechild, though uh, Tumblety was his favorite suspect, mistakenly believed that Tumblety killed himself when he was in France. Hmm. Um Actually, he left France the day after he arrived uh, for New York City. New York City salsa. Um, <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, so, give me somebody get a rope because this man might be a serial killer. <laughs> <laughs> um, so after his arrest, uh, Tumblety is covered in newspapers on both sides of the Atlantic. Mm. And he gives a statement to the New York world where he denies being the Ripper but does admit to being in Whitechapel at the time of the murders and claims police were following him. So since uh, since the crimes he was charged with, gross indecency and indecent assault, were only misdemeanors, Tumblety could not be extradited from the U.S. to the U.K., and so he kind of just chilled. There is anecdotal evidence that British detectives were following him while he was in New York, and one was supposed to have boasted... Uh, well, he was in a bar in New York City that he was there to catch the guy who was Jack the Ripper. Evidence against him being the Ripper tends to center around the fact that several people around the investigation uh, seem to believe he wasn't and gave statements to that regard. Uh, George Sims, who received that letter from Little Child in the beginning, didn't even mention Tumblety as a suspect in his autobiography. Huh. Um, another another detective said in an interview with a Toronto reporter that... Uh, he wasn't Jack the Ripper, but he was a bad dude. Uh, paraphrasing. Mm. Was he a bad enough dude to save the president is the yeah, question. He was a bad enough dude to save the president. <laughs> president Ronnie has been kidnapped by ninjas. Uh-huh. God, what a fucking game that is. <laughs> I have no idea what you're talking about. <laughs> uh, it's a game called Bad Dudes. Oh, well, it makes sense. Uh, Tracks. The 1980s, man. So Tumblety also didn't bear much of a resemblance to the descriptions given by those who may have caught a glimpse of Jack the Ripper's face. Tumblety, though, looks insane. There's photos of him sort of dressed in, like, fake military Mm. regalia. Uh, He usually has a very ostentatious mustache. There's one particular drawing of him where the wings of his mustache extend, like, eight inches beyond his face on either side. That's amazing. Yeah, it looks like it looks like a weird like Dumbo situation <laughs> where he's about to take off. Oh. Yeah, well, that's what'll happen if you have too much of the French cure, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, put a little put a little French cure in your mustache, and no more syphilis. That's the thing. I tried to look up what a French cure was, and all it said was the French disease was it's syphilis, just like champagne yeah. with tobacco in it or something. <laughs> did you check? Did you check urban? Yeah, yeah. Did you check Urban Dictionary for what a I, French I cure? I did not check Urban Dictionary. That, uh, did you check Urban mistake. Dictionary in eighteen sixty five? Urban Dictionary with an e after both the words. <laughs> <laughs> Urbane Dictionary. God damn it. So, Tumblety died in 1903 of heart disease. Uh, He's buried in Rochester. Um, And one of the articles mentioned this as, like, a mysterious coincidence. I'm not sure about it, but I'm ending with it anyway. Um, In January 1888, he gave an interview where he said he was scared of dying from heart or kidney disease. Uh, 
and it notes that the organs most frequently removed from Jack the Ripper victims were the uterus, heart, and kidney. Wow. Interesting. Maybe that's what you need for the French cure. Yeah. <laughs> just ground it'd be, up. Yeah, it'd be so crazy. Like, <laughs> great <laughs> secrets. Yeah. It'd be crazy for someone to be frightened of dying of the most common cause of death. <laughs> <laughs> Good point. Um, but that's... Uh, that's the real story of Francis Tumblety, a possible American Jack the Ripper suspect. Hi, my name is Paul Caroli, and I host a podcast called Changing Denver. It's a monthly show about our city's physical spaces, how we make them, and how they make us. But it's so much more than that. It's the conversations, ideas, and stories that define Denver's perpetual state of flux. Find more from our team at changingdenver.com and join the conversation on Twitter, at Changing Denver. Denver's changing. We can help. Um, Katie, whenever you are ready. Okay, yeah, I didn't, um, it didn't say any of that on historiesmysteries.gov, um, which is where I researched, so. Man, historiesmysteries.gov has taken a real downturn since <laughs> January know. 2017. Well, yeah, it's, uh, yours is probably fake news and mine's real. Um, <laughs> so yeah, Francis Tumblety, old Frankie Tumbly, he was born in 1830 in Ireland, uh, to a middle class family. And he had uh, six siblings. They were very close, very tight family. They loved each other uh, very much. But they didn't have a lot of money. You know, he had to find ways to pitch in here and there. Sorry. <laughs> to fix this. So he's a kind boy. He wouldn't hurt anyone. He's so he's very sweet, very fun loving. He was is great. Everybody loved him, but he he wasn't the did, the brightest kid in his family. Did they, did they call him? tumble tea because he had such joy just tumbling about the park yeah, each he would just tumble about the hills of ireland mm-hmm. having the best time uh but yeah he was kind of i looked over in his family his he had three older brothers and they were all kind of handsome and smart mm-hmm. and he had two younger sisters and obviously they were like the darlings of his parents eyes uh so they didn't pay him a ton of attention um but then when he was 14 unfortunately his father passed away it was very sad mm-hmm. Uh, type Angela's ashes type situation. <laughs> I think I think a, maybe a kid dies in that, but I'm not sure. I mean, okay. everyone dies in Angela's ashes. Well, yes, yeah. Somebody uh, so, in an Irish family dies. Close. Yeah, enough. exactly. There's so many of them. They have. My, uh, my mom made me listen to Angela's Ashes book on tape when it came out. We're both very Irish, Brian. <laughs> and I, I think I was like in third or fourth I re- grade I read when it that happened. Pretty, I definitely read it in elementary school. <laughs> Just like quiet grief. Um, so that's what ha- what's happening in his family. But the father was the main breadwinner, so they all have to go to work. Uh, so Francis, he you know he wants to help out. He's really eager to help his mom. He loves her very much. Uh, but he's not like good at most things. He's like mm-hmm. bad at most things. So he gets a job at a bakery in Ireland. Um, but he uses the wrong kind of soda in the soda bread. He used he used Dr Pepper. You're supposed to use Sprite. So. <laughs> And it was it's really bad. That's, you have to use the right kind of soda. So it's not even the same color. I think that's a. I know. Well, he's not yeah. bright. He's not a bright guy, mm-hmm. and that actually caused the bakery to start on fire because it's really, <laughs> it's so important. We all know, Dr. Pepper. Wrong kind of soda. <laughs> I don't. It's, 
Very clear. They call it Dr. Pepper. The pepper is supposed to imply how flammable it is. Yes. I mean, it's a spicy drink, and we all know that, especially to Irish people. Um, So he's like, everyone's pissed because they're like, this is our bakery. We're already hungry. We are not going to have bread for like months because they have to rebuild the bakery. Mm -hmm. And uh, so he's like, not he can't find he can't like show his face in his town so he's like you know what i'll go to england i'll set up shop there i'll try to get a job mm-hmm. um so he goes to Whitechapel in london uh and he like is starting to look for work he like applies a lot of different jobs um but he just like couldn't find a job because as we know he was a filthy mick and uh <laughs> so he couldn't really get anything i think if we say the phrase filthy mick one more time <laughs> on the show we get a free one okay well or- just or wait. we get banned from Apple <laughs> iTunes. <laughs> I am myself incredibly Irish, if you don't know. Yeah. Um, and Brian Flynn is yeah. just like, come hey. on, might, might as well be Potatoes O'Shaughnessy. Powers um, Irish whiskey, right? We all, we, all yes. got, we all got the curse. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, that's great. Um, so he's like really having a hard time. He sees an ad on like a poll in london that says that the circus is looking for knife jugglers and he's like mm. i could probably do that <laughs> he's like i can do that so he like spends his last few pounds on like a set of knives um mm-hmm. and he's like actually doing okay he's like practicing all the time he's like in his little flat mm-hmm. practicing and he's like kind of getting it and he's like you know what though like circus performers have to move around so he's like i'm gonna go practice so he's like, I'm going to go down the alley just to, like, be safe. I don't want to hit people. Mm-hmm. So he's just, like, going for a little walk. He's juggling knives. Uh, and unfortunately, he doesn't see that someone is sleeping in the alley. And there's, like, her basket is next to her. And he, like, kind of trips. And he drops all of his knives. <laughs> and she was sleeping, like, on her side. So one just kind of, like, slices right right through her throat. And... Um, <laughs> These were really good knives. They're really sharp. You have to juggle with sharp knives, I think, yeah, in I mean, this time. is very important. It's like that song from Chicago. What? There's a, <laughs> in the one? musical Chicago where the woman says she accidentally stabbed oh, her yeah. husband 17 times. Right, 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 right. Cell Block Tango. That's the yes, name of the song. Yes, great song. Great pull. So, yeah, that's what happens. And he's like, I love that. It's great. Um so, and unfortunately, one of the other knives goes, like, into her torso. And mm. he's like, oh, man, I got to get this knife out of her. But he, like, as he's doing it, he kind of, like, scoops out a lot of her, her insides. Oh, it was like, uh, uh, what's the best portmanteau for spoon and knife? <laughs> Spife? Yes. It, yeah. It's like one of those that you use to uh, empty out the inside of the pumpkin. Mm-hmm. It's okay. like that. I'm yeah. sort of thinking that, too. Yeah, yeah. Knife juggling. Um yeah. And he's like, whoopsie. Uh, but she's alive. She's st- And, you know, he feels terrible. He's like the best dude. But she's still alive. And she's like, don't feel bad. It's not your fault. <laughs> he's like, he's, she's like, please don't feel bad. And he's like, that's her dying wish. So, like, I have to not feel bad and just, like, you know, not turn myself in. So he does that. Um, that would be a hell of a... If he w- if there were a court case where somebody asks if somebody regrets the murder and they're like, no, but <laughs> to be fair, it was my victim's last wish. Yes, that I not, you know, you have to do, you have to honor that. Um, Her last words were Poe Buddy's Nerfect, I believe. <laughs> yes, yes, that is. You got it. I, I have that written down here. Thank you, historiesmysteries.gov. Um, 
But he's like, so he's like, he's shaken, obviously, but he's like, my mom and family are still starving. He's like getting letters from his mom. His brother is sick now, too, obviously. Mm-hmm. Uh, so he's like, I have to do something. And he's like out in the streets one day. He's just walking around. He's like looking for work. And he hears a couple dudes talking. And they're like, hey, did you hear about that new sport, the javelin? And they're like, yes, I did. It's very popular. And people, if you're good at it, people will pay you to do it. <laughs> like at parties or something? I'm not sure. Um, now they just pay javelin throwers and exposure, which is a fucking crock. But Yeah. I Yeah. I just realized I was thinking about pole vaulting when I wrote this. Um, <laughs> no. I, I, I've yeah. dabbled in javelins and somebody tried to contract me to do some javelin work on his website. He's like, oh, it's just exposure. As yeah. <laughs> I dabbled Rough. in javelins. Has to be like a theater yeah. kids warm up now. I dabbled in javelins. Dabbled in javelins. So he's like sick. Like I can do this. So he like scrounges up some money. He like busks for a while and he gets, <laughs> <laughs> he has some knife juggling. Um, so he's like practicing, but there's like nowhere good to practice. You know, the streets are very crowded and dirty. So he's like, I know this alley nearby. I'll just try it in there. Uh, so he like, you know, goes out to the alley to try it and he like throws it and then he like hears a noise. He just thought it was a pile of trash. What do you know? There was another woman sleeping in the alley. He got her just right across the throat. So he, like, runs over. He's like, I got to help this lady. And he tries to pull it out, but he, like, kind of fumbles it. Mm-hmm. And then he it lands again in her torso. <laughs> um, and so he's, like, trying to get it out again. And unfortunately, I just think he, like, didn't. I don't. He maybe thought you had to go in to get out. So he, like. <laughs> he, like. Yeah, it's like I'm that cl- song, Cruel to be Kind. <laughs> you got to, yeah. like, get it in a little so you, to loosen it. And then you pull it out. Is how he you was do like, it. He was, like. finger trap. Yes, yes. Yeah. He's like, at this point, I'm closer to the back than the front, so I might as well just go with it. <laughs> yes. Yeah, yeah. He, well, yeah, like, you're not supposed to pull a thing out. Maybe, he's like, if you push it through, that's better. Um, so he goes, he accidentally digs out some organs again, and this time the woman's uterus is just, like, stuck on the end of there, and he just cannot get it off. It's, like, really <laughs> stuck. Uh, it's, like, you know, gross. Um, <laughs> but this is another kind angel woman, and she's, like, I know it was an accident, and I don't blame you. Like, please live your life. And he's, like, okay. Again, it's her dying wish. I got to do it. I can't turn myself in. I'm racked with guilt, but I can't. You know, I got to do it. So he's, like, fuck Javelin. Like, that didn't work. Um, <laughs> so he's, like, but I need my mom still needs my help. Now, like, three of my brothers are sick. Like, everyone's sick. So I got to do something. Um, so he's like, you know, walking the streets again. He sees an ad looking for a barber for a lady hair. I don't know if that <laughs> did barbers for women. Did they have those? I think they did. At least they did in this shop. Um, so he's like, tells the dude he's in a tough spot. The guy's like, okay, here's some scissors. Go practice on some ladies and like come back. <laughs> And you'll know how to cut hair and you can like show me. So he's like, cool. Uh, so he like meets a lot, couple ladies um, in an alley and he's like, you know what? I'm, can I practice on you? And they're like, yes, we need haircuts. So he's like, gets, he doesn't know how to do it. No, he's here's, I'm curious to see after he practices on the first one, why the second one still consents. <laughs> well, so this is, he kind of like, he lined them both up. Oh. He's like, I'm just going <laughs> to go across. One. I'm just going to get... Their hair all one length. So I get it. Really like going for it from the from go. Yeah. He, well, he's like two for one. I got to yeah, practice. He get needs it just that across. money, and he yeah. can cut twice as many people's hair. Yes, 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 yeah. yes. So he has them lined up. Uh, he he's like 
getting to one side and one of the ladies like sneezes and just like moves really quickly uh, and just kind of impaled herself on the scissors. Just like an inch, inch long cut on this lady. Uh, and she's like, you know what? I don't want to be rude. I'm going to go for a walk. Like, please finish the other woman's haircut. So she may have died in a different alley, I think is what happened. But so he's like, okay. He's like, let's not be rude. This woman wants her haircut. So he finishes. He's like getting it almost done. And then she, like, sees her friend, and she, like, forgets her hair's getting cut. And she's like, hey! And she, like, stands up and somehow just, like, runs right into the scissors with her neck <laughs> across. You know Bad what? luck. Bad luck he's got. Uh, the other ones, the other ones, I feel like it was kind of his bad. This one, I'm putting it on those ladies. Yeah, they're really were... moving around. They're getting their hair cut. Yeah. <laughs> so she, like, stands up, and then she, like, turns, and then the scissors are in her torso again. Uh, and the it's the just... more this goes on, the more I definitely believe this came from historyfacts.gov. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> he didn't do anything wrong. There's fine people on both sides. So... Um, <laughs> So I don't know what's going on again, but unfortunately he does scoop out some organs again with the scissors because mm-hmm. it's like he just really can't figure out. You know, one out. thing leads to I mean, another. Trying to get the hair even. Yeah, 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 yeah. One side gets too it high. It happens, yeah. And so, he, you know, he's a, he's feeling awful. That's he's so upset. Why in most barber shops, now, shops nowadays, you do see, uh, you know, an extra little tub where they keep the kidneys that have been accidentally yeah. removed. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And that's why they give you a protective layer. Yeah, the, that thing is so your organs stay yeah, inside. It, it your organs inside. That black thing. That's what it says every time Smoke. I go to Fantastic Sam's. That's their guarantee. <laughs> yeah. Um, so, you know, he's upset and she's just like, you know what? She's exactly. She's like, I saw my friend. That was on me. And don't worry about it. And he's like, okay. And at this point, he's like, I'm not going to turn myself in because she said not to worry. Don't worry about it. But he's feeling really terrible. And he's like, he's super upset. He's like, I need a break. I just want to relax. And so he like runs into an old friend. um, And she's like, well, just come over to my flat and we'll like watch some TV and we'll just Mm -hmm. hang out. And he's like, you know what? That sounds nice. Um, But unfortunately. TV being an acronym for a puppet show at the time. Yeah. Unfortunately, she turns on. Yeah, it was uh, technically ventriloquism. Yeah, 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 yeah. It was really fascinating. So she turns, you know, the TV on, and unfortunately, the HBO show Sharp Objects was on. <laughs> and before he knows what happened, those objects were just so sharp. And because, as we said, this was a puppet show, so there were physical objects. Yes, yeah, and it just they just really hack away at his friends <laughs> uh, or at his friend, and he's like doesn't make a lot of sense but neither does the show sharp objects so i don't know like it's a tense it's a taut drama um where was amy adams that night we asked just speaking really quietly to someone i don't know if you watch that show just breathing breathing heavily so he's she's really just hacked up and he's like you know what that wasn't me that was the sharp objects like i didn't even do that uh, so he's pretty bummed, um, but he's like, I got to get out of here. Uh, so he takes some time to recover, and eventually he gets a job as a well-renowned legitimate doctor, <laughs> and he saves his whole family's life. He, they were all sick. He makes them all better. I don't know if he used the French cure or not. It didn't say on <laughs> historiesmysteries.gov. Um, so, yes, he was technically Jack the Ripper, at least for the canonical five mm-hmm. But it was a complete misunderstanding. Total. Total accident mm-hmm. every time. Um, Just as, Murphy's Law. Yeah. I mean, Murphy, he's Irish, too. He gets mm-hmm. it. Um, mm-hmm. As for the other murders that are not confirmed to have been done by Jack the Ripper, 
but are suspected to be. Um, he definitely did those, but just in cold blood. So <laughs> he did those ones too. He is really buried the lead. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. He is a filthy Mick, after all. <laughs> I told all you. Irish people are murderers. <laughs> yes, yeah. It turns out. So that's the story of Francis Humblety. Katie, wow, bad luck. You. Yeah, you're welcome. <laughs> Whoopsie doodle. Oh, yeah. Poor uh, guy. Except for the ones that were on purpose. <laughs> yeah. I think, and maybe, I said maybe he got his name because he would tumble in the Irish hills, but I think actually, if I recall correctly, actually, after every one of these accidents, he'd say, oh, tumble tea. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that sounds, that sounds right. <laughs> Unlucky guy. <laughs> Listeners, I want to take this opportunity to remind you that uh, Revisionist is a proud member of the Denver Podcast Network, along with such shows as One More Shot, uh, hosted by Elaine Grant, uh, formerly of Public Radio, uh, which is uh, a show about people's reinvention stories. And it's just coming back from hiatus. So check out One More Shot. It's a really great show. Other business, we ask that, uh, hey... Why don't you uh, Why don't you write us a little review there on your uh, podcast service of yeah. choice? On a yeah, it helps us climb up the iTunes chart. iTunes charts from you know from zero ten thousand five hundred seventy six to ten thousand five hundred seventy four. <laughs> Take that, no longer running Airbud podcast or yeah. whatever. <laughs> Sorry, Jay's laser tag review. <laughs> oh, oh my I do god, listen I am to subscribing. That. Yeah. Also, uh, you could uh, contact us via our website, revisionistpodcast.com, or uh, our social meds Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, uh, Tumblr now, I guess, uh, also. So check that out. Uh, Katie, you co host. Uh, one of the best shows. Thank you. In Denver. Yes, it's called Designated <laughs> Drunkard. It's okay. It's 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 okay. It's called Designated Drunkard. It's a comedy show and a drinking game in one. It's the first Saturday of every month at El Chirito. It's very fun. Do check that out. It's so good. And then you're going to be on High Plains. Also. I am. Yeah, I'm on High Plains. Uh, I don't know what the show's called. It will be at Three Kings on Friday at eight. Hell yeah. Yeah, it's going to be fun. Zach, uh, you are sort of taking charge and are reminding people to register to vote campaign. Yeah, uh, we will have a link in the show notes to uh, for where every state, every people from every state can go to for simple instructions on how to register to vote. Most states cut it off about a month before the election, so you have probably less than two months to register uh, uh, by the time this is released, like uh, maybe six weeks tops. So uh, I would say go do that. I mean, like Mr. Tumblety, the current administration has a bunch of whoopsies. <laughs> and uh, if you don't like the whoopsies, maybe you could try s- to vote for someone luckier than they are. <laughs> <laughs> Um, but yeah, uh, just, uh, go to usa.gov slash register to vote dashes between each word or look in the show notes for a link. Yes. As for me, listeners, I co-host a live show and podcast called Queen City Companion, uh, with Jen Colick, who's, was on our Titanic episode. Uh, it's an all fall storytelling show at Mutiny the first Thursday of every month. Uh, so check that out. And check out the podcast under Mutiny Transmissions. Uh, Also, I have a brand new show coming September 15th. 
uh, to the comedy room room at El Torito called Know Your Shit. It is comedy TED Talks uh, on a different theme each month. And it's going to be bananas. So uh, check that out. September 15th, 8 o'clock. Uh, comedy room room. But since we are not... No judgments uh, on these special Jack the Ripper miniseries. Exactly. Where do people go to vote? Uh, people can uh, buy the right to vote on our Patreon page, but we will uh, we will open the voting uh, to the common masses, the common teeming, disgusting masses. <laughs> I'll edit that out. Uh, <laughs> Sorry, so, you can edit that out too okay. if you want. <laughs> um, we'll be opening the voting September fifteenth when the last of our four episodes comes out. And then we'll be doing the results in a special episode uh, that will be out the next week, September 22nd. So listen for that. And then uh, after that, uh, we'll be right on. You won't, you won't get away from the spooks and the scares because the next week is going to be Shocktober. So yes, indeed. Uh, more, more death and heinous murders and such. But I think that'll do it for this episode. <clears throat> for everyone here at The Revisionist, I'm Brian Flynn. I'm Zach Powers. Have a good time.